0: Welcome back, guys, to another episode of uh, He Said, He Said. Bullshit. There we go. We're gonna talk about uh, some cameras and stabilizers and and gimbals because it's uh, it's important. I think it's very vital. Like, yeah. For a video creator, it's it's huge. Uh, for oh, yeah. photographers, I guess it's not like it's super basically vital. what
1: like ups the ante. Like your production value jumps up, not just one notch, but several notches. It's like a whole knot that it when goes you, up yeah, with. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you add stabilization to the image, unless of course that's not what you're into. Unless you're more into that uh, shaky zombie <clears> movie <throat> vibe, yeah. Born Identity kind of cinematography. Where but you, you have made kind of
0: hope like you're this.
1: catching a knee somewhere with all that action. <laughs> have you seen Taken Three?
0: uh no and here's the reason why uh, i'm glad that you brought this up because i wanted to get this off my chest for the longest time uh i actually cannot watch any of the taken movies and here's the reason why really it, not even
1: the first one because the first one is solid. i watched the
0: first one it's
1: awesome it's the uh, only one that is good
0: the reason why i watched the first one was because my parents uh told me that if i have my headphones me meanwhile i walk home Uh, like this was back in Budapest and it's not like it's a sketch city, but uh, this was back at home. Like I would come home from basketball practice and I, I was like a competitive player. So I would have a practice almost every single day. And then I would have a game every single weekend. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I had to do was I had to go to a different town to go to my basketball practices, but it happened like every every single night. Right. So like it was after school. Yeah. And I would put in my headphones to go and uh, get to the practice and then okay. get home from the practice. But by the time that I got home, it was like super late at night. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, a lot of people are going to be, you know, kind of getting shady there. individuals. Absolutely. Like it will yeah. just happen. Yeah. And uh, essentially, my parents set me down and they were like, you're going to watch this. Uh, and and that was the, the the first like shock of like, oh, my gosh, like this girl gets Freaking kidnapped. Yes, and then I'm sure a lot of people have seen this movie. Yeah, the dude. I'm pretty sure everybody, everybody has seen this movie. Yeah. Seen this movie. Yeah. So I'm not spoiling anything by that. No, the kid, I don't think so. Girl, but gets in just in
1: case people, there will be spoilers of this movie <laughs> taken, taken one. which is from like 2007 or yeah. eight something like that. It's a so very old movie. It's like over ten years ago. So if you haven't watched it, then you know. It's
0: not our fault anymore. It's not our fault anymore. This is your problem. Absolutely. But so their claim was, my parents' claim was, and I cannot freaking get this out of my head. Their claim was that if I have both of my headphones in, I'm going to be like kidnapped. kidnapped. And then sold into the sex trade. trade, Yes. And so from that moment on, I said, no freaking way I'm going to be walking with two headphones in. I had my headphones out for, I think, dude, honestly, like two years after that. I was just like with one side? One side. and really? I was like, I'm always on edge now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm kind of like ruined. And that's why you you haven't
1: watched the other Taken movies. Because I refuse to watch them all. You kind of like got traumatized by the first one.
0: Absolutely. How could you not? Of getting kidnapped and, and sold into slavery. Absolutely. Dude, it was mortifying.
1: You know what? It, you, know, I can, it, you know, it's funny because I can see that as like parents sending, showing that movie to their daughter to yeah. stop him from trying to travel all over the world. Because that's what Liam Neeson's character was trying to do. Like, he's trying to stop her because he's yeah. so afraid. And you think the, the parents will mimic that with their daughter. But I want to imagine that their son, the best movie, they should, they're should they going to show them Taken. And be like, this is going to happen to you, son. Dude,
0: there were, there were so many things that my parents. Become somebody's whore. <laughs> okay. There, there have been so many things that my parents have done uh, that is just. In, in the Canadian standard, the, the thing that now that we you and I think with uh, would be. Quite questionable.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I have. Oh, dude, I have several of those because I'm, you know, I'm from Brazil as well. So we
0: raise. So rational things are just not. A, no, <laughs> not, not really. Either. We
1: raise kids a different way there. You know, it's the yeah. like the tough love, more on the tough than the love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. yeah, no, there's some uh, like. On con- by Canadian standards, they're like yeah. horrific stories, but by Brazilian <laughs> standards, like, so what? Like all the kids like, so what? Like that happened to me too. Like, you know, don't yeah, yeah, be yeah. a bitch. That's, that's, <laughs> the kind, that's the kind of attitude. So it's like, dude, different cultures. It's like, it's tough to explain. It right? is. stuff to put it into context when, when people are not used to, and when you're not, when you're not used to living in that culture. But uh, yeah, it's there's some like, yeah, there's some questionable, like moral decisions. Yeah disciplinary methods that my parents like actually you know used to raise like me and my kid I'm not paying hey, my kid. That's to, okay to raise myself and and my brother and my other and
0: my other siblings. You guys were kids at one point.
1: Yeah, we were kids.
0: So kid we'll, we'll kid. take that. <laughs>
1: it's my <laughs> brother. You're my kid, man. You're my kid, man.
0: <laughs> you guys have some some cool things happening in Brazil. but yeah. Anyhow, so yeah, no, I I just haven't watched Taken. But what were you gonna say about Taken Three? Because now. because uh, <laughs> if you have seen Taken Three, there's this foot chase scene
1: that that happens like that pre- pre- pretty much kickstarts the action in the movie. A bunch okay. Of that part is like you haven't seen. Seen really any action okay yeah, yeah. um so it's important it's like the first action piece of the movie really yeah. and uh and it's just nothing but shaky cam and quick cuts dude the scene is like uh, while Liam Neeson is running around in like through rooftops and jumping fences naturally that, as
0: Liam Neeson yeah would.
1: exactly yeah like 65 year old Liam Neeson <laughs> doing that super believable absolutely right? and uh, in, in one I think it's like a minute scene yeah or maybe even like a 30 second scene actually there's like 16 cuts <laughs> yeah to paint this chase scene uh, sorry guys uh, Lexi the studio dog wants to go outside and uh, Ben Saw is uh,
0: obliging her dude I'm on it I'm here to yeah, serve yeah you're
1: on it yeah okay um, but yeah, anyways, so yeah, it's like, it's just a bunch of cuts in the camera. You can't even see, you can tell, you see like a knee and an ankle here and then it cuts again and you don't <laughs> so know what's going on. So that's what gone. you meant like that's maybe I mean, even like, catching a yeah, knee or ankle. Okay. Exactly. Um, but yeah, unless you want that kind of like shooting, like erratic and just, just fucking making people vomit by <laughs> watching it. Sure. You don't need a, a gimbal or any kind of stabilization.
0: You know what? It's funny you say that. Uh, do you remember my, my tattoo video with, uh, with Kong? Yeah. You remember how it was like all like seamless transitions sort of thing, like it was yeah, all like with like and infinity
1: rolls and everything. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was shot all handheld, uh-huh. no stabilization whatsoever. Yeah, like not even neck strap, nothing. Yeah, um, and <laughs> some people actually said that it was, they were like, "Oh, we're getting dizzy by like just like watching all these like twists and because turns." Because
1: it's just like yeah, because it's constantly turning, it's constantly right, moving.
0: Yeah. yeah, there's not a still shot in that video. Yeah, however. A lot of people have enjoyed this video, yeah. so
1: well it goes both ways, right? People, I, was, I imagine people that are prone to have motion sickness are probably going to be like, "Whoa, it's like it's just like that video that I wa- that I showed you, uh, the Watchtower." That, oh, yes, yeah. like, so like good, perfectly edited video. If you guys who are listening, go on YouTube and click uh, Turkey Watchtower. It I, is an incredible, or Watchtower of yeah. Turkey, and is the most incredible video you ever see. It hurts my brain to think of the editing of this video. It's oh, like absolutely. it's like editing at its finest. You oh, know? it's like it's, expert it's, level. I know exactly. It's amazing, and because it's super quick pace. Some people, even though me and you are, like, just watching mesmerized about what we're Absolutely. seeing. Some people, because it's so quick, yeah, I don't doubt it. They'll be, like, even, in, like, in an expert-level video, they'll be like, oh, shit, I,
0: I want to puke. It's just too much. It's yeah. just too much. It's a lot to take it's, in, yeah, for Yeah, exactly. Sure. It's just to their own kind However, of However, right. it is masterfully edited. Like, I've yeah. never seen it
1: anything do never I have never seen anything that way which the transitions the like it's not it's not as simple as whoosh transitions right when you move the camera and you hide the transition the cuts within that motion to to, to transition to the next scene that's what we call it the whoosh where you just move the camera really quick and then you find that transition in the middle but you can't see anything and then you complete it with the next whoosh of the next shot that you've planned ahead right you got to plan these like like ahead um, but it's not as simple as just like him, him moving the camera really quickly and using those like speed lines to mask the transition. He's using motion with the camera plus the subject matter to introduce like other transitions. It's, it's like incredible. it's amazing. It's like a bird flying and he masks a quick, like, wish transition with like uh, like clothes in the and yeah. like just drying in somebody's somebody's backyard, and then after it passes, the plane in the sky is like the most amazing thing I've ever it's seen. Phenomenal. Watch it. Um but then again, the footage there is not is not uh shaky, it's not shaky at no. all. It's super stable. It's the editing. The, makes it's, 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 that it makes it sporadic. super cut and it's yeah. sporadic and everything. So again, stabilization is is key. Major key. Yeah, <laughs> it's like why, um, like I saved like money for so long to get a gimbal, right? Because because your hands and all the techniques that you can apply. Because there are several techniques if you don't have any kind of like motorized, awesome. yeah, 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 any kind of motorized gimbals or, or a glide cam or that uses a weight system. If you don't have any of those, there are te- techniques that help you stabilize your image in a more like shotgun way, right? You're, Absolutely. All you got is your camera and a, and a strap maybe because it, yeah. it comes with all the cameras. So let's explore a
0: camera with the strap, for example, as just one way of stabilization, right? I actually really like this method. Uh, and the reason being is because if you get a really uh, solid grip on this whole eye like, camera strap trick, mm-hmm. A lot of lens could be used in a lot of different scenarios without you having to have a big setup. So, this this camera strap trick. trick. One more time. <laughs> camera strap trick. There you go. Crushed it. <laughs> um, it is basically holding the camera uh, with the camera strap wrapped around your neck, pulling it nice and tight so that it creates a point of stabilization so there are three points of stabilization in this case it would be the camera strap would be one and then your two hands would be the other two giving it three axis of stabilization phenomenal technique Uh, a lot of people who shoot youtube videos tend to use this technique because it is just incredibly portable you could literally fly like across the world and you would still have that setup.
1: Yeah, everybody and has a strap, right? Absolutely. So it comes with every camera. So it's something that it, you're always going to have it with you. I know that it's like it's almost like I want to say I don't want to say it's like a fad, but it almost it almost is mm-hmm. that now is like straps. People ditch the straps, right? They just like carrying their cameras like like without any strap because yep. it, it kind of for, for video it gets in the way, especially if you have a, a screen that you're flipping and everything. It does get in the way a lot, a little bit, yeah, um, for sure. Uh, but it does. It also it doesn't look great in in photographs. So I think that's why people usually ditch the strap. So they can also so they can take photos and then pose for the photos for the other photographers as well. And they don't have that. It kind of pollutes the image a little bit. It's just cleaner Absolutely. look. It's a cleaner look, right? Yeah, have yeah. Just a hand holding a camera without the strap there. Um, but I, I almost like almost like a fad that people just ditch the strap like regardless. But no, use that shit, man. It's, it doesn't, it's not only good for, you know, it's just easier to carry and you, you got two free hands now to get to trickier places because photography is all about exploration, right? Oh, also, yep. whatever, wherever you are, can I get this high? Can I get this low? Can I climb this? Because the floor level just doesn't do justice, Absolutely. right? So for that, you need a strap. You can't just be giving your camera to people and then toss it up here on this tree. <laughs> I mean, you no can, but I, I wouldn't do it. I would, I would advise against it, right? And then there's the fact that you can, yeah, you can use it as a stabilization. Though. Absolutely. The, the it's it a huge weapon, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, especially once you get into the more complicated straps. Like I myself use a $50 um, Peak Design mm-hmm. strap. And the big thing about Peak Design is that it's two little, like, little flaps that go onto your camera where your original strap would be. And you can just clip, just clip the it. strap part in and out. Which makes it incredible for me because I like the clean look. I like not having a strap when I don't need the strap. Mm -hmm. But in so many cases, I use that camera strap for either stabilization or just kind of having it out of my hands that the P design just makes perfect sense.
1: It makes it easier and well quicker, right? To switch around. And when you're shooting, you want everything to be quicker, like swapping lenses. Especially if you're a
0: one man crew, like timing is everything.
1: Yeah, swapping lenses or anything. You want everything or switching a strap. Everything has to be quick. Because time is everything, and like you said, if you're just a one man crew, then you just you can't be playing around with like putting the loop of your strap through the little loop. It's and this time, not and just, the no, world's not going to stop, not, stop for just you. It's not happening. Oh, but here's the thing, though it, it is not, it's not perfect, obviously, because in the sense that you you're not gonna you can't move around as not a lot, much for with sure. that. Uh, you basically have to, it's like a stationary point of stabilization. What I mean by that is, I mean, is that you're going to be sitting there while well, you're going to be standing there and you can't really walk anywhere. You can move your body to approach the subject, right? Lean A back. little bit, yeah. Yeah, lean forward, lean back. Uh, you can pan and all that kind of stuff. But the moment you take that step... That even that first step, you will feel it, you see it on the you camera. You see the
0: camera. So like, and yeah. then you're,
1: then the, the stabilization goes to hell. Right? Absolutely. So I would advise to use that technique only if you're just, you wanna pan like ever so slightly, or you're getting B roll or something small, like a, a product on top of a table, right? And you, you, you just wanna rotate a little bit around. So it's not, it's, it's, it's uh, for, for shoots or for scenes, right? Where you don't need a lot of movement, right? It,
0: yeah, I also think it's it's very, very helpful in um, in clubs and smaller mm. little situations from the perspective that, like, I shot at Stampede before, right? And you just don't have the space because everyone is drunk, everyone is crowded, yeah. everyone's slapping your butt for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have gotten the wonderful opportunity to get your butt fundled. No, I have, I have not. I'm not.
1: Uh, I'm a little bit jealous. Yeah, little bit, yeah, just you should be. let's
0: uh, say it was a really hard slap that I got. Actually, it was uh-huh. super wasn't super pleasant. Okay, but well, it wasn't a pinch. It was just straight up. It was a straight slap. up like okay. five star on my butt cheek. Yeah, okay. Which is not big to begin with. So uh-huh. it was kind of just like hand on bone contact. Me. But that's beside the point. What I like to kind of get out of this is the fact that when I'm in Stampede and I kind of want to get you know show footage like. A bunch of things are are happening, and it's like the the whole motion of this video should be very quick and and mm-hmm. snappy, right? Kind of like Liam Neeson running on like yeah. three rooftops at the age of sixty five,
1: but, but just a bit more stable. Absolutely, and yeah. with cuts that make a little bit more sense.
0: Than, Absolutely, than an ankle here and a, <laughs> and a, <nose laughs> and a knee over there. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's there's a lot of good applications for the strap, but you're right. As soon as you start taking steps, it's gone. It's gone. You can't Do
1: it anymore. No. It's the same way as like another way of stabilization that you that you can do it with just a camera, not even the strap. Mm-hmm. Is uh, if you can shoot if your camera allows this, because some don't. Some DSLRs don't allow you to shoot video and use the viewfinder at the same time. Right? Mm. They, some yeah. cameras don't allow you to do that. Absolutely. But if your camera does allow you to do that, I would advise you to actually use that as well like instead of using the lcd screen the big one use the view the viewfinder bring it it up to yeah bring it up to your face and then now you have more stabilization because it's attached to your face and you're holding the camera and your head is actually very stable right if when you're moving around if you if you just get it like that, camera glued to your face you're gonna be able to do the same kind of motions though not again no walking Mm -hmm. but just move pushing you in like Pulling out. Absolutely. Moving like around a quick pan here and there. Um, one one technique is uh, hold your camera, and if you're doing a, a a pull-in shot, you allow yourself to free fall for a few seconds. Oh yeah, right, and then approach it. And if you're this only this only works if your camera is shooting something in slow mo. Absolutely, High frame rate is essential. It, exactly for this. right, because that little free fall is going to be like a two second seconds. two seconds, right? Yeah. So in real time footage, that's going to be nothing. But you slow it down, and then you get like. Perfect stabilization because you are just basically free falling. There's absolutely nothing stopping there's just gravity. Yeah. Exactly. So there are techniques. It's just that when you need to move, then those are just right out the window. Absolutely you cannot use those anymore.
0: No. Right? And it also looks to, a little bit silly if you just like start it, falling back and forth. Yeah,
1: exactly. It does. It a does a little situation. bit. Yeah. And also, you know, you want to shoot more than just a couple seconds when you are playing your shots, right? Absolutely, because it's a waste of it's a waste of uh, like a half an hour of a couple of hours to just try to keep free falling to just get this one B roll, right? Because <laughs> I know insane. this technique is going to be useful and everything, absolutely, but but not really, right? So it again, it's time consuming. Yep. And you need a lot of tries, that's the main thing, with the strap, with the viewfinder three, like point civilization, with the free fall, you need a lot of tries, right, to get the shot that you need. A
0: lot of tries. It's almost exhausting. How many? Yeah, you need. Like, exactly. You just have to keep. You just keep going on back. doing
1: and doing and doing it. Um. So then you have to upgrade at that level. You're like, okay, I can't do this if I'm shooting something that I have to move, which you will, right? That's why people ask you to shoot video because yes. if they if they wanted you to stand still, you'd be shooting photos, absolutely. Right? <laughs> but absolutely. they want you to move, so you got to
0: move. So then you have to upgrade your gear. So what's the next step above that? I think uh, this is where hand stabilizers come in which is cool like we have used <laughs> you and i probably used the glide cam mm-hmm. the fly cam the newer branded glide cam copy thing which we have used for our weddings countless amount of times i want to say yeah uh, which made you quite jacked and and a little bit line. a little bit um you got some gains <laughs> you got some gains on me for sure but the thing is too is that it's not necessarily the most perfect weapon
1: it's not because for choice. it's well it's cumbersome right cuz you are the glide cam, you're carrying weights, literally.
0: Absolutely. So yeah. let's yeah, let's explore what the glide cam is. So it's basically, uh, there is a handle. There is a little bearing that holds a stick. This on the top of the stick, there's your camera, and on the bottom of that stick there's are counterweights. Some, there's some weights, yeah, absolutely. So, so
1: basically, the weights are there to ease any motion that you're doing with the camera because the the, the jittery that you get from destabilized destabilized image is because your point of of contact. Your hands. Yep. It's just too close to the camera. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So, first things first to, to, to try to stable an image is that you need to try to get your hands as far from the camera as possible. Right? It starts with that. Right. Absolutely. You've got to get yourself out and of And then you have to add weight so you, so your motions are not so erratic. They're not so quick. Because why? Because you, you're fighting with the weight. You're handling the weight as well. So, now nothing is going to be jittery or jerky anymore. Hold up. This is actually...
0: Okay. Go for it. Go Hello, sir. I think it's also, uh, I don't know, it might be important to get uh, different kinds of, of glide cams as well. Um, it's, it's interesting that I, I'm just seeing like right there that there is yeah, kind of oh, like a, right a glide cam sort of setup. And yeah. it looks like it also has uh, a mount option to get it onto a vest. Is, am I correcting? No, that's just like just like a rig, like a shoulder rig for the camera, which oh, is
1: actually another way of like stabilizing your image as well. The shoulder rig, which is actually very good. Listen, if cameramans like news cameramans have been like that. It's that if that has been the go-to for news cameraman, then uh, then it, it should be it should be decent. It enough. should be decent enough, yeah. For for a dude with a DSLR and everything, and it is, and actually because you can actually you know mold it and fold it, I use it more like a cage. Because Interesting. again, yeah, and not so much on my shoulder, because again, the main thing is to keep your hands away from the camera, mm-hmm. right? So if you do it on a cage, it sits on the bottom plate and your hands are like a good, you know, like 10 inches on each side away from the camera. That's like, that's a good distance.
0: That's a good and distance. And because indeed,
1: yeah. you, you can, it's a better grip on everything. You can do low shots, you can do high shots just by holding it like that. Um, so yeah, that's another, another good way of stabilizing, stabilizing your image for cheap. Because it's not that much money. It, I think it's like...
0: Gaging a couple Less handles, than yeah.
1: 30 bucks, honestly. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, it's super cheap. It's like the cheapest you can get.
0: Yeah. See, I just recently uh, started rigging up my Blackmagic uh, Pocket Cinema mm-hmm. 4K setup. Because now you got to make the... It's such a freaking handful of a name. Pocket Cinema 4K. It's, major it's, Pocket yeah, Cinema 4K yeah. camera. That's
1: why people go like, what? BBC? BBC? PC? Whatever. I just call it the like Pocket like 4K. Because yeah. at
0: this point, this is like the best way of... Of dealing with this pocket 6k because they now have the 6k version okay and the pocket 4k and i started bringing up the the pocket 4k and the cool thing was that i just realized that if i put a v-mount battery on it and then my 16 to 35 lns which is heavy as heck Uh and i have a top handle on it it kind of balances each other out and i almost have like not necessarily a glycam kind of scenario, but Mm -hmm. I definitely have enough leeway that I can make some movements with the camera without like looking that I'm walking, which is kind of cool. Uh, So I definitely do agree with you there that shoulder rigs and cages are Big. Yeah. Oh, dude, another
1: thing, another plus on the cage, especially on the cage setup, I was uh, shooting this video a long time ago, like three years back, a music yeah. video for a friend of mine, and there's a portion that he was going to be riding on a skateboard. Now, at the time, I didn't have a gimbal, right, or any yeah. other way of stabilizing I didn't have a gimbal or any other way of stabilizing the image. You've been saying this word so much (laughs) this this episode that I'm literally getting semantic satiation. You know, when you you keep repeating one word and then it loses all its meaning and then you just start rambling on. That's the, by the end of this episode, it's, it's gonna, gonna be the, there, yeah. Amazing. But anyways, another plus is that I was shooting this video and there was a skateboarding part. Yeah. So he had a skateboard and for me to be able to catch up and still have a stable image, I had a skateboard as well. Yeah. And I had my camera on, uh, on in the cage, right? In the cage setup, Yeah. basically. With all the legs on that shoulder rig up and then it surrounds the camera except for the front, basically. Uh, So I'm riding, shooting him. I'm behind him, right? And he's going down a hill. Now, it's like it's a smaller incline. If I didn't have a camera, it would be like a piece of cake. But I have a camera, right? (laughs) Of course. And it's on a cage. And I'm having to do like you've seen like skater videos. They're low to the the ground, right? The camera's always low low to the ground. So I am completely off balance on the skateboard because the camera is to the side of me, right? right? And then I'm going down a hill, which you should be more stable, right? Because you're about to get a lot of speed from it. Yeah. And then, and then the inevitable happens: oh, the speed no. wobbles. Sorry, oh yeah. the I, speed hate wobbles,
0: dude. I hate those. I hate those. And, uh,
1: dude, I still have the video, right? And the see sun, after? the sun. We could. I think. I, I think I can still find this video. Yes. The sun is behind me. Yeah. So you can see my shadow on the ground, right? On that part, right? Because now the camera is just aiming down because I'm trying to make maintain my balance and you see that my the shadow oh, no. like wobbling like back and forth and then i fall to the ground
0: right? oh no Yeah, just
1: just biff it dude no. downhill yeah exactly i just bruised my my elbows it's like the, something camera okay, though. the camera was 100 fine not even a scratch why because it was on that like the cage like setup That's so nutty. yeah if it was a gimbal Done. I would have broken the gimbal and the camera on that fall, and
0: yourself. Yes. Let's so, not plan, about yes. You. so
1: plan. Yeah. So plan. That goes to show that. Uh, but I can heal, though. I heal. My camera doesn't heal. Right. Though. That's the thing. Right. And it, free healthcare, dude. I heal for free. Canada. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Canada. <laughs> but um, but anyways, yeah. That's another thing to to uh, to add up. Not every method of stabilizing your footage is gonna be viable in every situation.
0: Hundred percent. Because
1: yeah. you have to plan ahead. I mean, yeah, sure, it's gonna be viable, but it's not. Smart all the time, mm-hmm. right? For like like I just mentioned, if I had a gimbal there, it would have not protected the camera or a glide cam. It wouldn't have. It no. would have just shattered the thing to pieces. Oh, I just I
0: so, get goosebumps. Yeah, exactly.
1: About it. So um, plan ahead as well. Not just because something provides a better stable image doesn't mean you should use it in the kind of that kind of environment. Right? Absolutely. Uh, it, it comes down to planning ahead. But so if you get tired of uh, a, a troublesome uh, glide cam, which there's weights. And if you're shooting something like a wedding, which I've shot with one of these things, like 16 Multiple. hour days,
0: you know, it's, it's crazy. I have so much respect for you. Your
1: arms way. will be noodle by the end <laughs> because we're talking weddings. So it's all long takes, especially when the, like, the, the, the ceremony is happening and there's are exchanging can't miss a moment. You can't miss a moment. So I'm not I'm not hitting like pause on that record at all. I'm just recording the entire thing. yeah. And I have to also add motions, right? With the stationary structure. Shots. You gotta so, think
0: of that. You gotta think of the, the crowd who's gonna be. The crowd Uncle exactly. Bob is gonna pop out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. But so, dude, at the end of the day, it's, it's tiring. It's very tiring. Why? Because it's not. Because you're using a weight system, and it's all on uh, one arm, Dude, yeah, it's like, all on one arm, right Because you're using crazy. a weight system, and the control of the, the, the control of the camera, you have a very loose grasp on the camera itself where it's pointing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so otherwise it wouldn't be stable if you had a very hard like Absolutely. Grasp it would on be it. jittery yeah, a hard grip on it. It would be jittery. Uh, because of that, you're, the arm that is holding the full weight of the camera is only just one. It's either your right or your left. Right, So it's it's a lot to do so. Absolutely. And because it's not perfectly stable, because again, it's a weight system, your arm will get tired. Yep. The camera sometimes will swivel a little bit more to the right because of the motion you're doing, because if you're walking forward or backwards. Yep. Again, you need several takes.
0: It's it. also difficult with a glide cam because so many factors could change. Mm, uh, yes. And when I mean so many factors, I really just mean the wind. Yeah. The wind is a huge huge setback when you're on a glide cam because never like you can balance it all you want but your camera will most likely will be a bigger footprint than your weights it will, which it will, will always cause be, yeah, yeah. the wind to just catch on it yeah. so easy yeah that it will just take start rotating cam- yeah just yeah and it's gonna make your just... footage look like that it you're yeah exactly
1: yeah exactly when you're just Sucks. like because j- like when i um I when i we took when we shot those that uh the the photo walk in the mountains in yeah. Kananaska's yeah. I had a, a gimbal and there's a there's a, a scene that I sh- that I'm shooting I forget uh the name of the model. Uh she was Lenny. It was a Lenny with yeah. a, with the like a, the river in the back. Yeah. It was no,
0: no, there wasn't. No. no, no, it was, was um, different person. Yeah, it we was uh, I,
1: f- I forget her name now. God, goddamn, I hate okay. when that happens. That's okay. But she had a beautiful dress on, and the river is behind her, and the wind was blowing against her dress, and that was the point of the shot, right? To yeah. have that the beautiful. But it was strong, yes. and I was shooting with the gimbal, and you can clearly see it's full on Dutch angle. Oh, because no. you can't, because you can't. The cause,
0: footprint cause, is big yeah, on the camera. Yeah,
1: it's super big, and what are you gonna do? You have to control the weight, and at that point, you might as well just stand there holding the the stick, absolutely, and just. It's not even moving right, at that point. So yeah, the wind is a big thing. Absolutely. A big Huge thing. So then you upgrade the to a gimbal, right? You go to something motorized. And something now bad.
0: you're getting into a whole new territory yes. of spending. Yes. Because glide cams... Here's the thing. With cages you can get a cage for very cheap yeah. you can kind of get a couple of handles on it for very cheap yeah. and it is good for what it is you can get a strap uh an ex- like extra like an extra strap or yeah, an absolutely. extra strap yeah but uh, you can get a glide cam for uh 50 is what i got my cheapest yeah, Glidecam super, for, which cheap. is what you use they used to be like 100 bucks or
1: something like 120 now and they
0: go for like 700 yeah. dude which is insane The glide cam the glide cam brands really? go for like 700 bucks and here's the reason why it's insane. I can't
1: justify spending that much on a
0: Glidecam. On a Glidecam? Definitely not, because for like 600 bucks, you can get a Ronin-S. Yeah, dude, I know. Which is a motorized gimbal. And
1: your image will be way better, way better than any Glidecam. Because let's face it, yes, there I'll conceive that there's a difference in the, in the look, in the look of, the, of that the stable image. With the gimbal, because again, it's running on the motor, it looks more like the camera is on a crane sometimes, yep. right? The more way it approaches more sure. motorized for sure. On the on the glide cam, it's more like almost like as if somebody had a super perfectly like stable grip on it. Yes, it does still retain that handheld look. Yes, right. So, but but here's the thing though: the handheld look, you only really just pepper it in in yeah. any kind of production. If you think about it, right, you rely mostly on
0: stable images and stationary images. I guess to, it depends on your production because. You're right. You're you, like if we're talking about a wedding, for example, uh, or
1: like or a, or a short or a short film or, or of any kind or something like I'm talking about like you know any kind of production. Yeah. If you think about it, the handheld like the handheld look is not used primarily on the entire like you know no. feel of, of no. You definitely unless need it's, that what you, unless it's like a Clever field kind of thing. And that's what you want, right? Yeah. But because specifically because of that, because it's too erratic, yes. you only get a few motions that you like with the handheld look a few yeah. seconds if you will yeah. and then you want to switch back to like I want to be more stable now like I need
0: yeah to- I think with with the handheld it also kind of gives off uh, a very panicky like uncertain yeah. kind of like emotion yeah and, exactly and
1: that's why it should only be used accordingly right Absolutely, you shouldn't yeah. just be using like I want to follow this person okay let's go handheld and I'm, I'm gonna ask like wait but why though mm-hmm. is this a documentary is that because you wanted to have a more real feel to yes. it is that why is this because and in, in, in even if it's a documentary it's gotta be that kind of documentary right 100% because there's some documentaries that they don't want that they want something that is more of a, a profile more of like a, a dreamy like look, that it just it just invites you into the story and not to the drama. Right? Yes, because usually the real like handheld kind of shaky footage documentary, even the subject matter is a like a heavier sort of like you know either war related or crime. It's it's a more yeah. like erratic environment, right? Because. Camera motions have to match the emotions of of everything. It has to be motivated. Yeah, exactly. And erratic motion is like only one specific little part that you need
0: that, right? That you need like, I need this to be shaky. You know what I find interesting? There are so many different styles that actually utilize the raw look. Uh, Because one thing is camera shake can be sporadic and and, kind of like panicky, Mm -hmm. which we already kind of discussed. Yeah. And it can also, and you mentioned that it gives off a raw look. Uh, I have a friend who started using uh, Blackmagic Pocket Cinema 4K cameras as his wedding setup, and he videos the entire thing. That's mm-hmm. what he does full time yeah. wedding videos. And he started doing, he ditched a gimbal.
1: Uh-huh. He
0: ditched the gimbal completely because he wanted to get that very raw look. Uh-huh. And with a cinema camera, you can punch those colors, you can make it look really freaking good. Yeah. And with the raw kind of look, it brings in a whole new emotion, I wanna say. It's, yeah. it's 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 interesting because with us, we usually stylize it that it's very smooth, everything is very dreamy. Yeah, right? I want
1: to I want to make it smoother for my yes. for, for the stuff that I produce even like for like some clients and um and for myself I like I prefer to have it a little bit not so rushed cuz yeah. it's there is um that I f- I find that that content is like it's everywhere now the very like quick 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 and everything and I want yeah. to and I want it to be again because my focus is always to be more like uh, like a, a cinematography point of view, or a director, or something that I want to work with short films and Big time, yeah. and, and it has the the story has a plot. I wanted to have more of a, a, a kind of like a a slow down pace, right? Not so yeah. much of like yeah, some flashing lights and here's the, the kind of stuff. Yeah. Although, you know, I know that that's useful for event because in event photography, or vi- sorry, event videography, you it's want things. It's all about, things, speed up, it's all about the speed yeah. up. And because the emotion has to be like, look at all this fun shit that is happening all around you. So you yeah. want it to be quick cuts, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I think because we shoot a lot of weddings, we primarily focus on smooth, and not real this has to look studio like right even when I approach like everybody like for for, that we shot before grooms and brides I mean Mm -hmm. um, I'm directing them with certain things certain things they have to do oh sit here give her your jacket like you know touch him here specifically and everything because I want everything to be produced like fake it to you, make it kind of thing, right? Well, we're selling them wedding films. Yeah, right? exactly. At it, the end of perfectly. the day, yeah, that's the best way to say it because we want to sell them wedding films, right? Yes. Not the wedding videos. Yes, right? we want that like, that enriched look that you know a film has, absolutely. Of buildup, and then there's like they, you know, they it, there's a the kiss, they say yes, and then like the the party, and then like the cool down, that kind of you know absolutely. beginning, middle, end kind of thing. Absolutely, right?
0: and I think it's also very very cool because. In es- essentially a two-man crew can sell an entire story making it look like that it was like not a Hollywood shop movie obviously but it was but a
1: bigger crew there's more people Absolutely. involved yeah yes yeah.
0: yes and that's that that I think what we have here in Focus wave is a huge asset to a bunch of uh, couples especially now that you know social media is such a huge thing yeah. and everything is electronic you're not gonna get a photo book necessarily you're not going to have like big prints up everything is going to be on most it's, likely it's google drive
1: on facebook on instagram <laughs> on your drive it's it's all electronic now. it's all
0: there and when you see those well-produced films it's i i get goosebumps yeah it upstate
1: yeah for just like for I mean, here's the thing people spend so much money on weddings right so much money on weddings so uh, the video should showcase that right so that's why it, it should showcase that there was there was some um, like money there was a budget invested in this in this wedding right and things should look mm-hmm. like a certain way so that's why i can't see a wedding film with like a real raw look you mm-hmm. know um, it's like I'm trying to imagine and I, the only way I can see it if it was shot sort of like a documentary style where you know
0: it's the, the all girls. slow motion dude
1: it's all slow motion it's all slow motion but it's all slow motion but it's still like,
0: it, like handheld real, there's hand-held like a little erratic. bit of that like wobble
1: yeah just a little bit yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Huh. it's interesting though because the guy turns a style that is so like not of the norm yeah into something that is his norm
1: yeah Although to be honest, in a wedding, you shoot so much time, that you so so much that with the editing, you can make even our footage that is shot with gimbals, right? Yep. Uh, look, you know, it real because it just don't focus too much on each shot, right? Absolutely, but that's yeah. not what we want, though. We want we want that dreamy and and here's saying, I know for a fact that the 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 audience for these these videos for these films, right? Yep. It is usually a uh, an older audience, yep. right? They don't want the erratic, like quick pace, like party party. They want more of that. Oh my God, this is like a film of my, you know, Daughters. my niece getting yes. married. Look how beautiful it is. Everything look gorgeous. It's oh, this like a dream and everything, right? Yeah. So I think that's like it's that's why it's, it's the standard, right? For uh, yeah, we're not like you know discovering anything new here, right? We're just we're just. Seeing what is out there, what people are kind of are doing with it, and then
0: following suit, really. And it's it's much much easier with a motorized gimbal than a glide cam.
1: It is because you're not taking so many takes. It's funny because we shot all the weddings this year was on a glide cam, except one. And then except for one, the last one, (laughs) the last one, I get to shoot on on the um, the Ronin. Yeah, how was it, by the way? And it was just like night and day, right? Like, I'm, I'm no longer needing like five- to like eight takes of B roll, right, yes. of something, because obviously the bride and groom on the moment of ceremony, that's all live, right? That's oh, yeah. that get one chance, but you know you have to get you know the centerpieces, you have to get whatever the decoration that calls more to your attention, you have to get all that to pepper it in and everything. Absolutely, yeah. And those shots, to get those shots, the difference from a glidecam with the, with the gimbal, dude, it's like night and day. It's like glide cam, like okay, no, too too hard, too hard. Okay, let's try yeah. try it. The second try. Not smooth enough. Tur- the third, third try
0: was not focused. Third, was not yeah. focused
1: on the right on the right spot. I got I got to deal with the focus now. Yeah. Fourth try, no. Fifth try, one <laughs> more for safety. <laughs> the fifth try was better. Seventh try is gonna be you know you you're trying there's to so push like shit. you know you're trying to push that perfect shot. Yeah, but there's so many things that could go wrong with the gimbal, right? And, and you can't. And then with the, sorry, with the, with the glide cam. So mm-hmm. many things that could go wrong with a glide cam with the weight, the awkward shape that you literally sometimes you can't approach it to yeah. cl- too close because the base, unlike the gimbal, the base doesn't move. Yes. You can't move the camera to switch that pitch. Yes. So you're locked into that one position. Yes. So you can't do kind of like a slow to the ground,
0: sorry, a low to the, to the ground uh, dolly
1: shot with the gimbal.
0: Unless you like twist it upside down. At which point you're now dealing with so much more And then it's not
1: a stable anymore no. if you're if you're doing that with a glide cam, right? No. And then the difference with the gimbal is that I you know, I'm doing my first shot. Great, that works right, done. Like with the first <laughs> shot. Yeah. With the first goddamn shot. Because in <laughs> and, and that's because I know it will be for the, with the first shot with the gimbal because when you when you're shooting something stationary, yeah, right. Your enemy is your hands. It's like, it's your hands, it's your tool, tw- it's whatever you're using to stabilize that. Yeah. Cause that shit's not moving,
0: right? Absolutely.
1: So with the gimbal, it's as easy as just what motion am I using here? Am I using, you know, right to left? Am I using, you know, a pull in, you know, front yeah. to back? You're just focusing on your motion. Yeah. For shooting something stationary. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. If yeah. you're shooting people that are moving, you are going to be moving. And then we have to talk about the light kind of like the light feet that you're gonna have to have oh, to yeah. shoot with the gimbal because it's not, the thing doesn't do everything, No, right? It doesn't, it's not a, a magical device that you can run, you can sprint with this thing and you're not gonna get a, a shake. No, the moment you start running, it starts You start to shake and the stabilization goes a little bit to hell, Wonky, you, you, yeah, you, you yeah. feel it. So you have a very kind of like, you Specific know. Specific way of running almost. Of running with it, almost like if you're trying to do it quietly. Yes. Like you don't wanna <laughs> get caught, right? Yes. You're on tippy toes sometimes. Because you want to also you want to stabilize as much, right yeah. Everything you do your whole body, like the whole body language, you're, even when you move the, 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 the gimbal from you know right to left, you're not just doing like you know as fast as you can, you, you're going with the weight of the gimbal and trying to like you know uh, make that motion be as stable as possible with your own movement of your own body. It doesn't yeah. fix everything absolutely i wish i did i wish i i wish i could just sprint with this thing yeah and then just and then just like woo and then just go and give you know it and a I'll really shoot everything?
0: one that that does pretty much get rid of all the big shakes the big like ten thousand dollar gimbals with
1: the chess rig and everything
0: that not, not even just that like the motorized gimbals like the I think it's oh! called the Ronin MX
1: yeah 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 that's that's like it's kind of like a, it's a dome it's, like a yeah. it's a circle it's a circle around the camera
0: yeah and you can literally do anything you can do this anything thing.
1: you can do anything it's just the camera just shakes in the it just it just stays in the middle basically it's, it's like amazing. crazy it's, it's absolutely insane. amazing I
0: watched this video
1: that's like five thousand dollars though right
0: like for that it's five to ten yeah it's 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 hefty it's crazy uh, I saw a video of Peter McKinnon like hauling beside a truck in the middle of just a desert giving it. and just like dude as fast as he could run and when you and look, you see the look of
1: the footage oh it's dude just it like, looks incredible stable but
0: that's what ten thousand dollar gets yeah you
1: yeah exactly and we can get there but um not not this year not the next not without
0: <laughs> selling a liver which is yeah exactly sure yeah illegal in canada but the cool thing is what here's one thing that i found in 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 this is where I'm going to kind of like draw in this cool new little drone that DJI just released, the Mavic Mini, mm-hmm. is they start to make the gap between very high-end production value and cost, like almost meat in the middle. Mm-hmm. Because way back, we had, obviously, we still have the Arri Alexa cameras, the RED cameras, which yeah. are like multiple tens of thousands of dollars.
1: Yeah, shoot films. It's like... Not our alley. That's, no. the, that's, that's
0: not our It's big yeah. Hollywood productions. Uh-huh. However, commercials. Now, the Blackmagic, like the Pocket 4K, for example, gets footage that's very much rival esque of a red. Yeah. For $2,000? With the proper lighting. Y- yeah, absolutely. What? And even with that, like the Ronin S, once I get my Blackmagic to be set up a certain way and I balance it on the Ronin, I basically have. A 4K DCI camera which shoots 60 frames per second. I can shoot 4K slow motion. Yeah,
1: that's awesome.
0: In ProRes, which is it's not necessarily like raw footage, but it is very gradable and it's mm-hmm. it's a lot of of information, which is cool. And I also think bringing in even like drones because we talk about like the big cameras, we talk about the big gimbals. Drones are also another thing. I was uh, I was driving out to Kenanaskis and I was seeing. A little short production of the ghostbusters movie oh. and you saw i saw a red camera uh-huh. on a massive freaking drone. drone yeah those are awesome dude i thought i was gonna like throw my brains against the wall because i cannot believe that i'm just seeing a big ass drone yeah with a red on it dude what but now here's the cool thing is that dji is my like favorite drone company like i'm super biased towards it yeah but they start to make drones that are very affordable for for a very high production value for example i have the mavic pro and we used the mavic pro in a music video yeah shoot, and we shot the entire music video i, I shot the music video on my camera mm-hmm. in uh canon log which is like a cinema profile almost it's it's very very flat right mm-hmm. and i was able to do the exact same thing on my mavic pro i was able to shoot in d-log which is the dji specific log down. and i was able to match these two footages super easy because of that absolutely and it was it was all this this available tech for me yeah. at a very affordable well "Quote unquote," very affordable price it's still it, it a lot.
1: It is. But- it is. It's a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But it's affordable because you know you're not you're not breaking the bank. It's all it requires. Like you save the money. Absolutely, right? you save your yeah. money. If you have a credit card, then you don't even need to save your money. You can just put it on it and you make the payments. Yeah. It is expensive uh, if you're not working with it. One hundred percent. Big time. Yeah. Big time. But it's not not nearly as expensive as you know the top tier.
0: This shit can always get more pricey. Absolutely. Always. And it's and this is what where it like. Blows my mind away because now it's getting more cheaper. I'm actually looking at another cinema camera. It's called the Z Cam E2, mm-hmm. and it shoots 4K at 160 frames per second. Price tag: twenty six hundred dollars.
1: Really? That's not even that. That's like that's less than what I paid for my my A7III.
0: That is insane. Now, given the fact that this is only the brain, right? So it's basically like this mini red. Yeah, Uh, you get a micro four third sensor so it's the smallest of the sizes Mm -hmm. however you can mount any glass on it you want because it's a micro four third sensor Mm -hmm. you can just get an adapter you can get a speed booster and all of a sudden boom you're you're back there in APS-C territory Mm -hmm. you can slap on any kind of lens on it right it's absolutely incredible and it runs on like the cheapest Sony F970 batteries which are like 30 bucks a piece
1: how are they for life though?
0: Two to Mm -hmm. four hours. Okay. Which if you think about it, in a commercial shoot, you need like, what, three batteries for like 12 hours of coverage? Uh Uh-huh. And you're at what, $90?
1: Yeah, which is like the price of one battery for like, you know, my camera.
0: Dude, that's insane. Yeah. So I think, I love the fact that these big companies now start to make a a really like, like, not a niche market because everyone's now a filmmaker. Everyone's now a photographer. But they started to make this area where we don't have to sell our souls to yeah, get
1: to be able to get decent the shit equipment. To, yeah, for the shit that has like a professional look to it that we can sell. That's the main thing, right? That, because we all started with you know crappy cameras, potato cameras, right? That couldn't really <laughs> shoot anything, right? Yeah. And we always wanted the goal is always to like push that image to look more like commercial, better. like yeah. to more look, right. Because that's the thing with videography. That's the the reason why we have to constantly spend money on 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 things that stabilize the image on lenses that make the the camera even better right the look of the camera even better right because it's always like a two thing body and lens right yeah um because we we as a society are really already used to uh, the commercial look we watch commercials time. all the fucking time. We Absolutely. we grew up with watching commercials. We know how they're supposed to look, we know how they're supposed to feel, we know how long they're supposed to be. Which yeah. some clients don't understand that aspect, right? But that's, <laughs> for another, moment. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for another another day, maybe. Um so people are used to what they what what's supposed to look good. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. So for us, it's a tough battle to match our image to commercials that cost millions. In right, millions of dollars or like hundreds seconds. of thousand dollars and it's like 30 seconds it's insane. it's hard because that's exactly what clients expect yep. from the look of your footage is that shit that is playing on your shot commercials right now yep. and it's unfair people it is unfair that it's not, that, is, that you can't expect that alright yeah. well actually you can expect that if you pay me the money that we'll they, it happen. those will make yeah because I'll hire the people to do it I don't yep. even have to do it myself I'll hire <laughs> the people just like any producer does for yep. those commercials right yeah but you can't be a producer, a shooter, like a director, a drone you know, that, pilot, like a drone pilot, all that kind of stuff, without the proper tools and without the proper, you know, proper
0: money to do so. By the way, I'm super excited. Received my Mavic Mini Flymore yeah. kit.
1: It's super small, dude.
0: This is insane. Uh, it had like the whole size of the drone is basically the palm of my hand, and it the Flymore kit came with three batteries. Now these batteries each is like 25 minutes. So, if you do the math, the Mavic Mini can be up in the air for a solid, like, hour and 15 for me on the three batteries that I have. Which is insane for the following reason. Hey, this thing is 249 grams, so it doesn't need to be registered. Yeah. It still has to follow the airport rule. And I think Transport Canada made it so that you have to be careful of not hurting people.
1: Okay. Okay. Like, that wasn't the the priority already. I know, I know. Do you have any idea how much money I spent on this thing? (laughs) Do you think I'm going to fly into people's faces? Do you think I'm going to spend... There's
0: Nerf guns for that shit. Absolutely. Uh, Two, the people who you're shooting still need to be uh, notified and agreeing that they are in your... Yeah. Shine. Yeah,
1: because it's all about the privacy matter, which Big is time. like the whole problem with with drones yeah. is privacy, right? Cuz we already have so little of that shit. Absolutely. But by choice, people. Yes. By choice. I
0: agree to you allow can, to send yeah, my location can, to yeah, Google. You
1: can delete your Facebook, your Instagram at any moment and go live your life outside of that, and many people do and dude, it's tempting not Instagram because that's usually how I put my content out there. Yeah. But Facebook I feel like I get very little feedback from that platform. It's yeah. just horrible. Like, it's gotten to the point that Facebook is just. Deplorable with the amount of bullshit that I read on that platform. Like, dude, I'm not even reading now anymore. I'm not even reading about my friends' lives. Yeah. I'm reading about their fucking opinions because they're just sharing somebody else's meme or somebody else's like fucking post on politics. I was just gonna say yeah, politics. That's, yeah. That's that's all you get now. It's just it's you just get opinions. I just want to see my friends and how they're living, right? Yeah. Which is now how I. That's why I switched to Instagram because of the Insta stories. Yes. Now I get to see my friends and how they're living. <sighs> I love that the Insta stories is developed Devoid of politics big time yeah. It sometimes you get somebody saying you know uh, you know about this horrible uh, campaign about this 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 party but it's very very little yeah
0: you don't get a bunch of stories where the point is just a bunch of politics no right? instagram tends to be a little bit more positive in that sense yeah i, I it think tends so too. to be a yeah. little bit more i don't want to say like unbiased because you always see those stories being like this is what happened in nepal uh, yeah. seven bunnies wrapped into one bacon wrap and yeah. just ended up being eaten raw. You know what I mean? Catastrophe. Like, Clearly a catastrophe. <laughs> that would make the news. No, but like, I'm not trying to belittle, but it's yeah. it's, it's also <laughs> like, yeah, like I do get that there are certain messages that need to be out there Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a lot of crap that's happening in the world. Yeah. Totally get it. Uh, it's just... But I like it that it's just peppered in. Yes. It if,
1: feels if you, if you a lot less.
0: Yes. Because dude, on the
1: scrolling for Facebook... I feel sometimes like endless when it's just like, oh, politics, 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 Uh, bullshit opinion, bullshit opinion, (laughs) bullshit opinion, right? It's like bullshit opinions disguised as as facts. Bullshit opinions disguised as as facts. It's like everything is just people saying what they believe, but trying to make you believe that that's not an opinion, that's a fucking fact, but it's not, right? When you read your shit from (laughs) like (laughs) com you can't tell me that that's like a good source for what you're reading. My right? mom
0: is the biggest lover of uh conspiracy theories oh, on man, Facebook. And it's it's it's
1: ruined uh into the internet. Like dude, there's so many people yep. that think they that think that engaging a conversation with somebody that you barely know and your topic is conspiracy theories dude that does not make you sound smart at all no it makes you sound crazy and i already i already don't want to like you be around you because you're gonna like just spill a bunch of bullshit yeah that you can't prove that you can't prove at all right and you're just gonna make me believe because you're just like what if man right because people like what if is this is real what if this is true so yeah when you try to put anything like personal on on facebook that you've created, I find, it just gets, like, completely ignored because people just want more of, like, um, either either inflammatory like posts yeah. or something uh, that you're associating yourself with e- any side of politics, right? They just want to know what side of your fence you're on, yes. which being like a centrist now, not being a left guy or a right-leaning guy, being yeah, yeah. trying to be a centrist, trying to uh, observe both sides and not take a side, is now frowned upon, right? <laughs> people like hate, actually people on Facebook hate yeah. somebody who just... It prefers to be in the center, kind of just observing everything, just because you can't trust somebody who doesn't have a, like, a a concrete opinion. On, on 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 something, dude. Let me tell you, people, something. Don't have concrete opinions on most of shit. Okay, just don't. Because as you age, as you grow older, your opinion fucking changes. You learn a lot all the fucking time. You learn a lot. Yeah. you learn that in the past you're a fucking idiot and you be- you believe something that wasn't true. So here's what happens when you believe something so fucking hard so fiercely and you want to put it out there on Facebook like this is your belief and it's not fucking real and you realize later it's not real and you realize that you've defended this like bullshit opinion disguised as a fact for so long, and you learned that it was wrong, and now you look like a fucking idiot because you you believed it so hard, and you argue with everybody else online that I you were the right the one. that's
0: Part about it is that a lot of people like to take these arguments online. Yeah, which like you shouldn't. You you, just, no, dude, it's it just, never
1: it never works. I feel like even. Even when you win an argument online, you feel still kind of like dumb. You feel like it was for nothing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's just absolutely. it's still it's still for nothing. Especially because, especially unlike you know you know face to face.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel that people don't absorb as well online. Your like your opinions and what you have Dude, 100%, to. Express. You don't listen to other people. People are, then. yeah online that you don't. I feel like when you're talking to people, it, like face to face, you do. Why? Because you're presenting facts mm-hmm. in a real time fashion. So yeah. if the other person can't do the same, that's the argument is now Done. closed. You've yes. won the argument, he can't say anything. Big but, time, yeah. but online, it's like hours for a reply, right? So you know people are just on the Google machine. It's like, how <laughs> can I prove this fucking <laughs> motherfucker wrong? Right, just like, <laughs> taking, taking their time. time, right? Just to prolong this shit. Absolutely. And like just listing facts and articles and everything. And dude, if you can, if people actually listed credible sources, then I could, I could be like, wow, okay, that's cool. But, dude, I have never gotten... What do you
0: mean? It's, it's The Verge. It's, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah,
1: exactly. Or it's like, you know, org you know? It's like, it... <laughs> come on come on come on. Like, come on and it's funny that the people that usually post that kind of stuff yeah. they're against you posting uh, uh, news pieces from CNN or, or, or from CTV. You? how dare you Peasants. media controlled by corporations and everything how, how can you believe such a thing well maybe because they actually have <laughs> Uh, uh, a reputation to uphold and they have to be accountable for this shit. Big time. And people writing uh, news pieces, news pieces in quotations, right? Because it's right. just opinions. People writing this shit from their basements, they're not accountable for it. They're oh. not. You Speaking can't hold people which. accountable for that shit.
0: And I, I, we talked about this earlier, uh, people in basements and keyboard warriors.
1: Yes. Oh my God. I just got
0: my first like big Hater yes, comments right. on YouTube. Right.
1: I wanted to talk about this, and I'm glad that uh, I ranted a little bit about Facebook, <laughs> so we can like circle back to circle this. Back into this. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah I got my uh, my first big uh, hate comment. It was here's what happened. Uh, you know the story about some of our listeners don't. We made a video on the Canon 135 f2 prime lens, which yeah. is an amazing lens. It separates the subject from the background like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And we wanted to throw it into, like, a nice, fun little vlog because...
1: Yeah, well, because the YouTube algorithm
0: prefers if you make a longer video, 10 minutes like 10. at least. That's what they prefer you to do. And, like, I can, like, go on and on and on about the specs of this of this lens, but, like, so many people have done that, right? Like, what yeah. what is that going to do? It's just going to be another one in a pile. Yeah. However... Remember... Sorry, just to cut in. Remember... Absolutely. To
1: achieve any kind of success on YouTube, it's about your personality. It's not about the shit you're sh- like showing with your tutorials and everything. It's like 100 your personality. Makes sense, right? That's why people will like attach yourself to it. So if you want to stand out, yeah, 100 you're be not yourself, gonna make though. a video like just that is just the specs. You're gonna try to pepper it in with the
0: rest of your your footage. Yeah? Absolutely, you you want to be you want to be a little bit different. Yeah, right? you want to be yourself. But so we were being ourselves, we were just having fun and we were going out to downtown yeah. Calgary and we wanted to get a little bit of cool like cinematic footage of you. Well, so most importantly,
1: we were shooting with the lens that you're doing the review, the entire thing, the most of the shots were, were done with that lens, Big time. which is when I, when I go on YouTube and I want to find out the specs or a certain lens or a camera, the number one thing I want, dude, is that image. Like sometimes yes. like shut up, show me the image of what you shot and show yes. me the specs what the ISO, the aperture. Show yeah. me what it can do in different situations. Yeah. And that's what we did. We shot a bunch of footage with that lens, both pictures and video. Yeah. Right? Which is,
0: that's what I want. It's funny because it was like, everything was kind of linked to my Instagram. So yeah. they can go and check out all the all the footage there. Yeah. But it's actually my most viewed video.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Nice, nice. So it's that, I ha- it had to be, I knew it because once you start getting hate mail you get it on your most popular videos. That's, that's, what, that's how it happens. Which is funny it's because- the way
0: it goes. It's, it's there's some people who like really enjoy it. Um, they said that they definitely enjoy the content. They will follow me on IG and subscribe to my channel. Incredible, yeah. great. And then we have like people who just literally sit in there in their rooms and they're like, oh, this is like a hot piece of garbage. Uh, I just wasted 30 seconds of my life scrolling through this video. Like, oh please, you. there's so much bigger problems. In the world and you wasting like 30 seconds on a video that you clicked on, you chose to click on, you chose to skip through and you chose to take the sweet time out of your day to write me a paragraph about how much you hate this.
1: It's like, I would reply is like, how did you like wasting the other 15 seconds to 20 seconds that (laughs) took you to comment on here? And like, and that's, dude, people... Will always try to put you down, like, because time. you're putting yourself out there. That's the that's the the problem, the challenge with 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 YouTube and being successful on it. Yeah, because you have to put yourself out there, and you're opening yourself up to like a bunch of hateful comments Big and time. hateful attitudes. I think so. If, you have to have thick skin when you're when you're shooting that kind of stuff. You do because you have been. Oh, to yeah. I told you that
0: you can't my, get this. Uh, stuff personally. No,
1: you can't. I've told you and it, and it's hard though. It can be hard because it is a part of you. Of course. It's it's you right there, right? Yeah. But train yourself not to give a shit. Just like remind yourself that it's just somebody that takes takes the time just to shoot you down can't ha- can't be having much going on in their life, can they? Like <laughs> right? I, I have to assume that You don't have much. Because, dude, if I watch videos on YouTube that I hate, I never take the time to comment. I just exit. Dude, I don't even press dislike. (laughs) I just just stop it and then press back, move on. Yes. I don't take the time, right? But some people need to take the time. And I knew, and I know very well about this because, like I told you, I had a video on YouTube. I still have. It's still up there because I'll never take that (laughs) shit down. I love it. It's my most popular video with, like, 10,000 views, right? I know that's not much, but to to me, as a small creator, that's a lot. That's That's, that's a lot. And here's the thing, though. It's all organic views that keep on coming. It just keeps on going up and up and up, Yeah. right? I talked about Harry Potter. (laughs) How dare you? Yeah, how dare I? How
0: dare I? (laughs) What happened? I'm so curious.
1: I not the whole thing. I didn't I didn't bash Harry Potter, the whole thing per se. I only talked about one specific thing that I dislike about the Harry Potter universe, which, which is, is the, what I'm curious. Which is the thing that stops me from even like engaging on the books or the movies. It's uh the wands, man. <laughs> the wands, okay? I think they are stupid. They're just <laughs> just just dumb, you know? Okay, I, why I'm, though? I'm, I'm curious. So, because dude, the one is like the worst arsenal, like I think like like that a magician that a wizard can have, yeah, because it's so just lackluster, I find, you know, dude, <laughs> it's like the weapon of choice of the fair, of the fairy godmother, okay, 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 so how can I take this shit seriously? right? I can't, okay I think yeah. I think about Cinderella, okay, <laughs> I think about you know I think about like sleeping beauty when yeah. I when I see like wands, yeah, I think about fairy godmothers, okay. <laughs> And so, then,
0: then, so then what do you what do you oppose what, what should they have
1: what they what they, the machine what they guns. should have no of course not but <laughs> what they should have is some kind of diversity within their magical weapons like dude come on D&D has been a thing since like forever now right <laughs> fantasy and yes. magical worlds yes. have been a thing forever. So we have we have rings, we have amulets, we have staffs, we have books. We have so much shit you sound that would so that would be, dirty that just would be now. dude but I am though. That's, that's, no, a, that's thank you. I it's amazing. It's amazing. But we have so much shit that we can rely on that would like they that could evoke more a feeling of more a, a powerful weapon, right? Than just a stick. Then they just a stick, right? <laughs> and like in the video I go about the fact that you know I thought that there would be some kind of upgrade Right, right. Because they're going to school, right? It's a school for wizards, right? Yes. School for wizards. I, I, I can't fathom the fact that they go to school and they're like, "Here's your wand. You're gonna this. You start your education with your wand. Yeah. And you finish your wizard education with that wand.
0: And then you go out to the real life and, and you fight and it, Voldemort.
1: Yeah, yeah, with that fucking wand. But dude, <laughs> when you're a kid, you start drawing with crayons and you end with a fucking pen. There's been an upgrade there, right? There's been a fucking upgrade in your regular school. In your regular public school, right? With <laughs> zero funding and no magic. There's different types of tools to acquire the education, right? Yes. You have even fucking calculators. And now there's laptops, there's tablets. There's, there's been an evolution of, of tools, <laughs> Things, right? Yes. And that's just u- using technology, the power of technology. Yes. Right? Which is, at,
0: at, at this point, finite, right? Yes. Now you're but, telling me that we get a stick and we end... With, with the, the same fucking sti- same stick
1: <laughs> like with the same fucking stick that you started the education with that you ended with the fucking stick that's it that's it dude dude and in and watching the movie I thought like that Voldemort was gonna have cause he's the big villain he's gonna have something like menacing he's gonna have a fucking staff with a skull on it yeah. and he's gonna fucking moan even and he's gonna <laughs> talk through it and shit and puke blood and like it's gonna be fucking devastating and like he's got a fucking wand too And all it, all it all, the only difference is that has like a little twirl on it and it's like you know it's like you know and, and the guy's pre- and there's a scene where he's yeah. presenting like the, the wand to Voldemort right yeah. and he, and he Picks it up, and his pinky is up even with it. Like, dude, come on. Come on. You can't have a wizard battle with pinkies up, dude. Come on. That's, that's got to be the most British thing I've ever seen. It's like, let's have wizards, and they're going to have wands. Pinkies up, please. Pinkies up. We are wizards. We're not savages, okay? Okay. So, dude, I, I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I wish they had like other things. I wish they had books and staffs. stuff. They had, they had a sword. They had shit. like a
0: snake tooth at one point. I, I think,
1: I think they had, yeah, they had a sword and they had like, a, they had like a, a necklace that, that turned back time and everything. Yeah. But those were all just MacGuffins. What's a MacGuffin in the movie? <laughs> MacGuffin is a, uh, a something that propels the plot. is a device. It's it's a, it's yeah. a magical thing that is what people search for. Yeah. In Transformers, it was the all Yes, right. In uh, such a good movie series, it, by the way. The, Sorry, I'm it, the first go. one was was amazing, but the, 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 it went downhill fast. But <laughs> let's let's get in that later. But it's sure. a MacGuffin. It's just there to like propel the, the story. Right. Yes. It's like it's not important really, mm-hmm. and that's why those things are just used once, mm-hmm. like the time traveling amulet that Hermione had. And she could freeze time or whatever, right? So that's what I'm saying. I didn't criticize uh the series, I just criticized the use of wands. I could criticize like the actual series. I could I could make like actual like quantifiable critics <laughs> about the fact that there's some shit in Harry Potter that makes makes no sense. Like, for example, okay, you started this, Harry Potter fans, yeah, the fucking sorting hat. Okay? <laughs> the sorting hat. Dude, Harry Potter school is a goddamn fascist system, <laughs> okay? It's a goddamn fascist system that makes sure that all the fucking douchey, twisted, evil kids get all put in the same fucking house, in the slithering fucking house. How does that make any sense? Are you guys trying to have a dark side of wizards? Are you trying that? Like, so the Sorter has like, you know what? You look sadistic as fuck. You know what? You know what? You would be probably better to kind of have some contrast on that. Go to Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff, they sound pretty cool, pretty mellow. Maybe I'll send you there. Like, no, no, no. You're like a little evil Hitler. I'm going to send you to the little evil Hitler squad. And you're going to learn all these evil fucking spells. And you're not even going to have a fucking chance of being good. Because I'm going to surround you with horrible, horrible, horrible people. You're gonna tell me that that's the best way of telling where people, where kids go? No, let's not. Take any kind of tests of their like of their skills or how they you know actually are socializing with the other kids because at that time they already made friends and everything. No, let's just have the sorting hat and make sure that all the dumb useless <laughs> kids go to Hufflepuff and then like the evil kids go to Slytherin and the heroes go to wherever. Gryffindor. Yeah, Gryffindor yeah. or whatever, wherever like fucking yeah, yeah. Harry Potter went to. You just shake your I'm head. just You're shaking my hand can. right now. I'm just I'm just like sitting there like, what is this? What is so, this?
0: So here's, here's what I learned today. But
1: anyways, it was just for the wands. I just hate the wands, okay? I don't hate Harry Potter. I know that the whole thing- You don't like thing- the sorting
0: hat either. You think it's yeah. stupid. Yeah, you think just it's went stupid. on a 10-minute okay. Yeah, it's, it's stupid
1: as well. But mainly is the wands. And uh, yeah, I get hate like weekly. Yeah. And it's just people calling me muggle and, <laughs> and shit like that. And it's just like, who is this what fucking muggle? I know. Right? <laughs> who is this muggle and everything? And every, every so often I get- uh, like one nice comment of like one person like shooting down all the rest of the like the, the Harry Potter fans just like yeah. be mesmerized. It's always like, oh, my God, I can't believe the hate you're getting just because you said you don't like Harry Potter or the ones like every now and then I get one of those and it makes me have faith hearts. in humanity. Yeah. But the thing I was mostly disappointed about this, it wasn't the hate that I got. It wasn't the fact that people just didn't understand that it was one single aspect That I didn't like about Harry Potter because, dude, I got essays on the comments talking about like how I'm missing the friendship. It's about friends connecting and making friends forever. And it's not even about the magic and all kind of stuff. Um, it's just that the overall scope of these comments were, uh, the grammar. And I know I can't I can't say much because I'm an immigrant and I make certain certain mistakes. I've I know I've made several in this podcast, you know, yeah. with my pronunciation everything of stabilization. <laughs> but dude, dude, if you sit to reply a hateful comment to anybody online, at least fucking take the time. To uh, like correct your grammar and spelling and punctuate this shit because I can't read it. It's all in one go. It's, it's all in one go. There's like no, no commas. There's, no there's no periods. There's, I don't know when it stops.
0: When I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, see, if you were a muggle, you would understand. Yeah, I
1: know. If I could have a fucking spell and I yeah <laughs> make your comment more readable, is there one? <laughs> Vingarder Liviosa or something like that. I don't Makes know. things
0: fly. Speaking which oh, you know, oh, you know. Dude, you I, know, dude. I know what's going you on. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm getting hungry though, so should we get? uh, I am. I am hungry right now. Food? Yes, we should get some food. I love how we end every single podcast with this one question. Food. Food. Yeah. Food.
1: Well, thanks for uh, listening in. And uh, a quick recap. You know, you can go a long way with uh, cheaper ways of stabilizing your image, but uh, save your money. Save your money and invest, because I'm telling you right now that gimbal was the best purchase I've ever made. Mm. Uh, It opened up like so many other opportunities for work yep. because I could do a lot more for less effort on my body and my poor, poor arms carrying all this gear, right? Absolutely. Because uh, again, you want to do as few takes as possible when you're shooting these events when you only get a couple takes anyways. Big time, yeah. So you want to stabiliz- stabilize that image because it's important, guys. It's, it's fucking important. Don't let anybody tell you that gear is not important. It is gear's very important. important. Gear is not important to start you don't need that to start. You start no. shooting anything. But if you want to get paid, you gears important. need to right? invest in yourself. So oh, that's what the client is paying you, you for, right? He's yeah. paying you so you can have this equipment so you can come and get the job done, right? Take it's not on the client to have the shit, it's on you. Absolutely. Right? So if you want to get paid, invest, and uh, you won't regret it. I swear to God, the production value of your content it, it just moves tenfold. It oh, just moves time. tenfold. You you fall in love with the stuff you shoot again, basically, right? You fall in love with your content again. Oh, yeah. So go out there and uh, shoot some stuff. Let's shake it. Don't be uh, Liam Neeson running around through rooftops. Them Don't. Knees. Liam Nees. Liam <laughs> Nees. <laughs> right, let's get some quick.